I'll be honest with you. Like Storm, I, I've never had an interest in me in Stormtrooper. A Mandalorian, so much stuff. A Mandalorian, on the other hand, that might mm-hmm. be my yeah. jam right there. I've seen some pretty cool Mandalorian armor outfits, like custom art outfits. I think it allows for a lot of custom stuff to do. So yeah, I can definitely see the appeal. I, I'm a I'm a sucker for a scoundrel. I want to be a scoundrel. I like being scoundrels. I mean, I get cool jackets and or slash vests. Hell yeah! Whatever my scoundrel needs, and I'll take it. Whatever. My you get a nice scoundrel. cool holster that hangs off the I hip. Get a, exactly. I get a cool holster. I get a jacket. My hair looks cooler. So my hair I mean, looks pretty, cooler. Yeah, because you definitely true. don't see that in the helmet. I mean, yeah. You're listening to the Epically Geeky Show. A place for all things geeky. Welcome out to the Epically Geeky Show, episode number 70. I'm your host for the evening, Eugene Stevens. Tonight's opening question is, after a long day of saving the world, when you go home, are you going to most likely grab a Twinkie, a Crunch Bar, or Pringles? Laney? Salty Parabola. Salty Parabola. Any particular reason? Because I just can't resist them. Any particular <laughs> flavor? Oh. Ah, threw a curveball. Damn. Uh, for for a Pringle? Yeah, for a Pringle. I feel like sea salt and vinegar. Ooh, good call. Mm-hmm. Good call. Uh, if you're watching the live show, you you can see that we've got uh, we've got some other members on tonight. Hey! Uh, not our it's usual not just crew. size face for I once. know, right? Um, but yeah, we've got a uh, we've got a different crew on tonight. So I'm gonna go around and introduce everybody as I ask the question. We're gonna start with uh, Rowan. Rowan, would you go Twinkie, Crunch Bar, or Pringle? Uh, definitely a Twinkie fan. Love that cream in the middle and just like getting in there and. Destroying that stuff. Good deal. <laughs> do you do the do you do the chocolate <laughs> do you do the chocolate, chocolate ones or anyone or there's a chocolate one now. Yeah. Oh, what? I didn't really, yeah. yeah. You did not know there's a no, chocolate I don't do Twinkies. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, there's a chocolate now. Yeah. I don't eat Twinkies. Well, I I guess I'd I'd stick with the classic because okay. chocolate might be too much chocolate. So okay. I'd stay with the classic. Did you by chance ever get a hold? And I never did. Did you ever get a a hold of the, the, the special Ghostbuster one, the green like had the, the green yeah. cream? Yep. Never did. I didn't either. Never did. They were impossible <laughs> to find. I, I'll be honest. It took. Well, I'll get to there in a second. All right. So, uh, yeah. Next question. Uh, next up is uh, uh, Brian Kenny. Um, Twinkie, Crunch Bar, or Pringle? I, I've got to go Twinkie again. Okay. Any particular now, reason? There's a cinnamon Twinkie that they made. What? So it was a normal yellow Twinkie with with cinnamon flavored cream. It was amazing. I haven't seen them again. I had them at work randomly, and yeah, I don't know where to get them. And he's just an hour away, so... Excuse me? See, this show has already oh. been worth it, if nothing else, but for the snack information, right? Holy crap. That might turn me into a Twinkie person. Oh, there you go. Oh. It's real good. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, Brian Ortiz. Where, where where are you coming down on this, man? Crunch Bar, Twinkie, uh. or Pringle? I'm gonna I'm gonna round it out by saying Twinkie again. It's wow, gotta be Twinkie. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And I'd probably have to go with the uh, Key Lime, the special edition, the ones they made for Ghostbusters. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was no, Key Lime flavored. Yeah, it was Key oh, Lime. Oh, so yeah, I wouldn't have been it, down for I, that. No, no, no. <laughs> so no. It, nobody's down for it at first, and it's green <laughs> and it's weird. And I thought, oh, this is gonna be real hard. And then I ate it, and I was like, holy moly, this is amazing combination. And then I was that weirdo. 
in the store buying like 12 boxes and just telling people like, don't judge me. <laughs> Shut up. These are mine. It's for my kids. I've been there. It's for my kids. For my kids. Well, I, I see. I've completely moved on that, that like point in my life. I'm now like, I'm now the guy that walks down the aisle at Toys R Us and I'm like, what? I'm buying this for me. I was the person that went Don't into a me. Disney park alone all the time. Like, I think I win. The one thing we've had this conversation, the one thing that I really have a hard time still doing is going to see a kid's movie by myself. No, nope. do it all the time. Okay, but you're a girl. That's fine. Girl in the movie by herself yeah, watching a kid's okay. movie is fine. Guy, 40-year-old guy in a children's movie by himself raises a couple of flags. What about the <laughs> yeah. Mickey-shaped cheeseburger backpack that's full of snacks that I bring with me? Does that make it that's better? Still no, cool. worse. no, it's still cool. You're okay. still fine. It's my cheeseburger backpack. Yeah. They'd it's probably the be like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> what up? Yeah. <laughs> it's the same reason we can't go like uh, in a burger bag. No yeah. big deal. <laughs> I'll Ooh, be honest. The, uh, the, uh, uh, I, I like them all. I like Twinkies. I like Pringles. I like everything, but uh, I, I probably would have to go with a Crunch Bar just because it's a Crunch Bar and I deserve it. So. And he has it. And I have it. I will be right. eating That's it. why. And he has it here. Yes, I did. Um, all right. Well, as you can see, you uh, tonight's uh, tonight's topic is a little bit different. We did a couple of uh, a couple of episodes back. We did an episode where I was talking with a bunch of cosplayers, and we were talking about that life. Uh, so I thought. Um, we should talk to the Ghostbusters because Lainey and I are both members of Ghostbusters ATX, one of the Austin area uh, Ghostbuster groups. And um, it, yes, we are technically cosplayers, but it's it's more. It's not just that. We're it's we're our own special breed, kind of like the five zero first. So that's what we're going to discuss tonight. I like the way um, you put that, by the way. Oh, th- well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first question I was going to throw out there is: um, How were you? How and when? Were you introduced to Ghostbusters? Would anyone like to go first? I'll do it. All right, Lainey. Okay. I usually jump in first. <laughs> she usually does. It's habit. Um, I watched Ghostbusters for the very first time. I was pretty young. My dad has this really terrible habit of letting me watch comedy movies that he loves before I'm really old enough to watch them. So mm-hmm. I was five and could like rattle off all the lines to Monty Python and had seen Caddyshack like three times. Like that's not appropriate. <laughs> like I don't really want to do that. Okay, when you're five, yeah. Okay, now here, uh, I'll just throw a little information out there. My wife, when she was younger, her favorite movie was The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. <gasps> I remember. So this. maybe that's just a thing with the family. <laughs> just yeah. saying. Yeah, I think that just is our family. Yeah, it maybe. might just be. We just watched things before already. But my dad loves Bill Murray. Um, and now, obviously, and now, obviously. of course, my father has passed on that love to me, and so I watched Ghostbusters as a kid with him, and my mom really, really loves that movie, too, so it was just a thing that kind of came naturally with my parents being like, hey, let's show her all these really great movies. I remember watching it, scared the hell out of me the first time I watched it. Oh, yeah. Because I was pretty little. I was maybe five or six. I was still pretty young. But I just liked it. I thought it was so cool. I was like, they get to walk around with all of their friends, and they get to go bust ghosts, and they get to, yeah, I was just really into it. <laughs> I thought it was cool. This is an awesome job. I get to walk around with my friends with equipment, you know. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, look at how cool, like, they're, of course, I thought it was a backpack. I was like, look at how neat their backpacks are. And they shoot stuff, and I really liked Slimer. Um, but I think before I had seen the movie, the um, cartoon used to, the, the real ghost, it used to come on like really early in the morning uh-huh. and I caught it like that. So I knew the characters and I knew like Slimer and everything before. You saw the movie. Yeah. 
Now she's Puck also Manor. she's also uh, was born in ninety, so uh, she's a she's a little bit younger. Nah. Um, there. Okay. Um, tell you what, we'll just go around the horn then. Rowan, how are you? How when were you introduced to Ghostbusters? Well. <sighs> I feel like it's one of those things I was just kind of bored watching. <laughs> I can't remember a time that I wasn't watching it. Like growing up, my my parents did a lot of VHS recording off of the TV, and so it was kind of split between like Ghostbusters on on bootleg VHS, <laughs> Ninja Turtles, Pirated. nice yep. early days pirating, like Ninja Turtles and uh, like. Other cartoons are like Thundercats, Real Ghostbusters, and all these other things are kind of my rotation. Obviously. Um, so I can't remember a time when I wasn't watching it. And uh, just growing up as a as a kid, I, that would be a very religious experience. <laughs> Between that and then the cartoons, I somehow got the selection of like some of the most epic cartoons of like uh, like Knock Knock with the Doomsday Door and like End of the World and we have to sacrifice ourselves and so yeah. Um, I felt like I think what caught why I stuck with it. It was kind of a it was kind of a tie between Ninja Turtles and the Ghostbusters for so long. I think it kind of came down to well, could I really be a Ghostbuster or could I really be a Ninja Turtle? And, yeah. <laughs> Ninja Turtle. Hey, I you think could, I would you be, could be both. You could be both. You could be both. <laughs> could be both. Could be both. I tried to plan cosplaying as a turtle way back when as a kid, but there was no way I could do it. Right. Because I just I was ten and had no skills. So Ghostbusters, you know, I felt like it was something, you know, obviously the the uh, technology is at best hypothetical, but, you know, it's fantasy. And, um, but you st- I still felt that was something that was somewhat obtainable even in like a real life setting. Like you have people starting their own business, you know, entrepreneurs, to, as you call them today, building their own equipment, which is something I, I do do and, uh, you know, doing it with your friends. So I feel like in a lot of ways, for a lot of people, those types of things stick with them, and that's probably part of the reason there are people like us. <laughs> Absolutely, I love it. All right, Brian Kenny, where, uh, where, when did you uh, fall in love with Ghostbusters? So I, I'm not sure which movie I, I saw first. I was born in '85, so I think I probably saw the second movie first, mm-hmm. um, which was aimed a little more towards kids. Um, and definitely remembers seeing the cartoon as a kid, uh, having the toys. I've still got my, my Ecto one. It's in rough shape. Oh, okay. Uh, cause you know, it got played with. I was the oldest of three, bo- three brothers at that time. Now four, but I had the firehouse. I had all the, everything, oh, you know, nice. I had it all. I had Ninja Turtles too and stuff like that, but the Ghostbusters was the one that stuck out with me. Mm. So. It's just, it's been something I loved, and I, I really, I'm also a huge Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. So, hearing about the 501st and what they do and stuff like that, and then realizing, oh, I don't have to spend $2,000 on Stormtrooper armor? Yep. I can get a jumpsuit? Sure, let's let's go that route. Yeah, and go to the bathroom way easier. Yeah. <laughs> Double zipper for the yeah. win! Uh, oh, yeah. So... Uh, Brian Ortiz, uh, how, when did you, uh, fall in love with Ghostbusters? Uh, see, the year was 1984. It was a really, really good year. I was born that year. Um, honestly, it's kind of the same, it's kind of the same as Rowan said. It's, 
there, I don't, I honestly can't remember a time when Ghostbusters did not exist in my life. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, somebody, either my mother or my grandmother or my grandfather, someone gave me a bootleg VHS because it just had this terrible label and it just had like the no logo. And I was like, is this a dirty video? What is this? And so like, <laughs> it's a ghost snuff you know, film? Like, what am I watching? And so, you know, you put it in and all of a sudden my brain just melted and I was like, <gasps> lasers and ghosts and ghosts are real and these men are funny? What's happening? And so, boys with toys, my age, there was just no way I wasn't going to get hooked. And when I started paying attention, it was probably around like 1989, 1988 to like 1992, somewhere, somewhere in there is where Ghostbusters 2 come out, and at that point, they had just saturated the market, like you said, with cartoons, product toys, the cereals, mm-hmm. T-shirts, party platters. Like, good lord, you couldn't turn down an aisle and not see this giant No Ghost logo. So it just burned in my brain. And 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 as I got older, it just I just kept watching it, kept watching it, kept watching it, like everybody else. And then, you know, when it when cartoons were still running, thank God, so we were still catching Saturday morning cartoons and. I still have everything. I still have the the Ecto toy you're talking about. I still have the Firehouse. I still have the original <laughs> toys. I still have the old Proton packs. I still have everything in storage. Uh, I and then of course I got older with money, and then I just started buying the big boy toys, like the actual Proton yep. pack posters and God knows what else. Uh, and so like everybody else, it just I just kind of it's never not been a part of me. I mean. There's breathing, there's eating, there's shelter, there's Ghostbusters, and, you know, there's love. And that's pretty much everything I could probably need in my life. So uh, it's been with me forever. Uh, according to the chat room, apparently we have Tony Stark in the room as well. So just, uh, just a heads up on that. Excellent. <laughs> um, by the way, the chat room is awesome. Uh, so let's say, uh, yes, absolutely. Um, well, real quick, so uh, obviously, I guess I'm obviously the, the oldest one here. I was born in 77. I remember seeing the first movie, and the only reason I remember seeing it is um, it scared the hell out of my brother and I. And uh, That's scary, man. There's some I mean, moments in there that scene, I have the, nightmares. Yeah. The dogs are insane. The terror dogs. The terror dogs, oh, dogs are insane. God. And that's that's it. Now, here's the thing. Here's the kicker. So my brother and I are sleeping in the same room. We're both scared to death of this. And my mom's like gets the bright idea. Hey, I'll just leave a nightlight on for you. <laughs> so she leaves the 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 closet light on. So I wake up in the middle of the night and Actually, there's a yeah, door nice. with just this glow <laughs> all the way around it, and I'm just like, oh god. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I was yeah I was <laughs> not good. I remember going to the theater. I, you know, I remember I don't remember seeing it in the theater. I just remember that was kind of my earliest memory. Of that, uh, but I remember going to the second movie in the theater and watching it, and uh, fell in love with it. At, you know, as a kid, you know what? It, you, we can debate whether or not how great a movie or not great a movie it is, but you know, it's it's a fun movie. It's like it's you know, it is a fun movie, and I just loved it. And then, of course, I started getting the toys. I started getting you know, watch the cartoon religiously, and it was funny. Um, uh, what was it two years now? I think I built my first proton pack. I think a year and a half, two years ago. It was two years. Two, ago. It was two years ago, and I got to thinking while I was building it. I was like, "Wow!" No, actually, it was after I finished it, and I thought about it. And I was like, "Oh man, I, I built a proton pack. This this is the first proton pack I ever built." And I thought about, it, I was like, "No, wait a minute. This technically isn't the first proton pack I ever built." When I was younger, like I had, I had Ecto, and I had all the guys, and I had some of the other ghosts. I never had the firehouse, um, but um, <laughs> the uh, uh, I had I had taken uh, um, uh, plywood. Uh, my grandfather had 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 passed away, and 
I'd go down, I'd go visit my grandmother and spend the night there or whatever. Well, I'd go down to his shop and I got plywood and, and just some extra spare parts and wood and took rope and made strings and I made a very root, you know, crude, rudimentary proton pack for myself. And then my brother wanted one, so I made one for him. And then my cousin wanted one. And we would run around with these, you know, really cheap looking thrown together proton packs and play Ghostbusters. And I was like, wow, I, Technically, you know, I've been doing this for quite a while, so I just had an extended break. You've been cosplaying since before it was cool. I know, right? Um, go me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so moving on. Um, how when did you become a Ghostbuster, Lainey? Me? Yes. So I started busting ghosts about a year ago. In fact, it was a year ago because this time last year, um, I had talked to Eugene after Eugene built his proton pack and I had got to like, I put it on and I got to play with it. Like it started a little, little fire in me. Cause it was just so cool. It was so neat to be able to like put it on and like, fe- I mean, granted I'm not like, it's not an actual proton reactor like on my back, but still like, it's like a whole thing. Like I was like, close this, enough. This is like, this is real. Like I could really do this. And so I remember like talking to him about it and we're like, so like, how hard was this? Like, what do you, what do you think? And he asked me if I wanted to try and build one with him. And I said, absolutely. And I got super, super lucky that Eugene is the most patient human in the entire planet because I don't, I can't build anything. I can barely build a sandcastle. So <laughs> like Eugene was really patient and really walked me through everything and let me be really hands on with it and help paint and put together different parts of like the electronics of it. It was, it was really cool. And so I feel like I have a lot more respect for my proton pack because I had to help build it. Um, and then Eugene decided that we were, he had talked with the local theater, like he said, and decided that with the new movie coming out, we would, um, offer to go down there and like meet with people and take pictures and promote our site, the show and everything. And I, I was hooked. We, it was the coolest thing. I got to suit up. I got to be a face character, be a face character. I got to go (laughs) down there and I got to do what I love, which is interact with people especially kids you know i had little girls coming up to me so excited about this new movie and i got to talk with them and i it was amazing so yeah about a year ago when we did that that movie theater event that would be the first first time i got to go and really do it yeah it was awesome um i'll go ahead and jump in here because mine is actually really closely tied to hers um I'm about, like, well, before the show we were talking, I'm about 45 pounds heavier than I really want to be right this time. But that being said, uh, I'm still down about 75 pounds from where I was. And as uh, the reason why I started losing weight was because I had my boys and I wanted to be around to see them grow up and kind of laid the fire under me. And I was like, all right, time to lose some weight, Uh, a lot of weight. So started losing weight and cosplay had always interested me and I've always been attracted to Ghostbusters, and I was just like, you know what? I'm not. I'm gonna make this a goal. I'm gonna. I'm gonna lose enough weight to where now. Now here's the here's the thing. I didn't know about this. You know, I understand this now. I just want to be a Ghostbuster. I didn't want to be. Oh, hey, it's the it's the fat Ghostbuster. And what I didn't realize, and I realize this now, is that doesn't matter. Like when you suit up, you're you're a Ghostbuster. It doesn't matter what you look like, tall, short, you know, heavy, thin, whatever. You're just a Ghostbuster. But like I said, I didn't understand at the time. So it was kind of like, it was a goal that I had set for myself. So I lost a bunch of weight, got the fly suit, started building the proton pack, and like had to really bust my butt to get it done by uh, for uh, Austin Comic Con. 
And, uh, you know, I started going around. I did some events or whatever at my school and stuff. Everyone thought it was really cool. Um, and actually it was at Austin Comic Con that, uh, or no, it was the year before I had gone, I think. And that's when I met the Austin area Ghostbusters. And I was like, wow, this is, this is a thing. Like people actually get together and do this as a group and, and do charity stuff and cons. And that's really cool. Um, so, you know, I, I got in, in touch with them and, uh, we didn't actually join until after our event. And then Lainey moved here. She started teaching and she's like, I, I want you to build me one. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's an investment. It's going to cost, you know, it is going to cost a little bit of money. And she was totally fine with it and game. wanted, to, and wanted to help build it. So yeah, I, you know, I built a second one and of course now it's in my blood and I'm already thinking about what am I going to do for a third? What am I gonna, how am I going to improve the next Every time one? he looks at mine, he's like, you know, I think next time. I'm like, stop. Yeah, well, I mean, as is, hers is actually sitting right there behind me. Yeah, uh, I need to make a couple it, it, it's, repairs. Yes, there's some repairs that need to be done, but uh, I'll be taking care of that. So, um, but yeah, that's, I've, I've, we've technically have only been busting for yeah. a, little, but a little over a year now. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all in. I love it. It's, my wife, thank God, is very, very, uh, uh patient with me uh with all of my little hobbies and everything you know websites and tv you know and podcast <laughs> and ghost busting and everything but uh she's been very supportive of it and and being she's able lady. having being able to share that with my boys is has pretty much cemented it completely so uh rowan when uh, when did you become a ghostbuster ah well the journey really started back in 2003 you guys are killing <laughs> the journey so, no keep it up i'm loving it. the journey yeah. i love um this was before franchises were really a thing mm-hmm. um what it it started as like i was a senior in high school and i was really just kind of bored and there was like wizard convention coming up and I was just kind of like, well, I want to do something for Halloween because I'm one of those people that are terrible at planning costumes for Halloween. And finally, I was like, well, you know, I found like Stefan's plans, which is like you can build everything from scratch. Mm-hmm. And I spent nine day building my uniform and a trap and, and a proton pack. And it was also around this time that kind of got the idea of doing a franchise type of thing. And I've seen a couple of things online, like in the early days of the internet, of uh, different types of franchises and these types of groups. And so I started um, the Northwest Indiana, I lived in Indiana at the time, um, Northwest Indiana Ghostbusters, which I should probably disclaimer is not the same as the group that is there now that was founded in 2011. But um, no relation, no relation. No relation. No relation. <laughs> <laughs> you got to say that. You got to say that. It's mm-hmm. totally true. True. Um, and really from there, it just kind of took off. Like, you know, once you get the bug to build a proton pack and build some of that gear, uh, it doesn't leave you. I think I'm on my fifth, <laughs> my fifth pack now. Jeez. Um, all together. And I, some I've built from hand scratch and some I've built with parts I've bought. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, um, I did the Northwest Indiana Ghostbusters thing for a couple years, but then that was before franchises were really a big thing were really popular. It was still, the franchise was kind of dead at that point, so I kind of was just doing my own thing. I felt like the odd person out. It wasn't until I had moved to Austin, and I kind of got right as uh, Zach, who founded the group originally, really started it. But even then, it was still like two years, because I had just moved to Austin. This was in 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, if, it was like two years before I could really get involved. And so now, being a part of it, uh, Ghostbusters ATX 
is where I met and uh, being involved in hopefully expanding this group into a much more interesting. Well, it's already been interesting, but doing a expanding. lot more things, expanding. And uh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm missing a Vakeman quote, you know, uh, here. So <laughs> well, yeah. there's one for the franchise opportunities alone. Yes, yeah, exactly. yes. There we are. All right, Brian so Kenny, my... how did how did you get started? So uh, similar to Rowan in that it starts back in 2003. Um, I lived in California at the time, um, so out there. You had Anime Expo was the big anime convention in the U.S. Um, it's still the biggest one. So me and my friends would go down to that. Um, we would. They started cosplaying and got me interested in it because at that time the cosplay scene was still smaller. Um, it was just starting off really, mm-hmm. and you were seeing you know big names now like Yaya Han and stuff like that were a little more approachable than they might be now. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> you know, she wasn't a giant name yet, but she was still doing a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And she would come to smaller conventions and things like that. So we would go out, you know, talk to people, learn about what they do, check some stuff out. Um, but at the same time, I was really getting into photography. Um, move ahead I to about 20, 2010, 2000. Seven or eight, I guess, actually, um, I started playing Airsoft, which is basically military LARP. Yeah. So. <laughs> Call of Duty LARP, oh right? Oh, my God. Exactly. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, the the stuff I was doing was Milsim. So, I mean, it's, you're wearing full gear, you're out there, you're using tactics. Um, it's not like paintball. It's mm-hmm. very different. It's It's a lot more tactical. And that's like, that just rekindled the love of basically costuming. It's like, okay. So that transitioned into doing stuff when I was working at Best Buy, like dressing up for Call of Duty. Um, so I actually, while working, would run midnight events, you know, midnight openings for Call of Duty, um, for Modern Warfare, for Medal of Honor. Uh, at that point, I looked like the guy on the cover of Medal of Honor, beard, everything. Uh, still got the beard, but it was bigger at that point, too. So, um, and that's just kind of gone. And I had friends that worked staff at Otakon, which is the other big anime convention out in on the East Coast. Uh, I got in with them and started doing cosplay photography. So I worked in the photo, the photo booth is what we called it, um, photo suite, uh, and would actually be taking professional level photos of, of cosplayers, full backdrop setups, um, DSLR cameras and everything for free. Uh, we would sell them to them if they wanted it. Um, if not, it's, it's free for them. Um, and then that just grew and grew and grew and grew. And I was like, I can do this. So I came back to Austin, had run into, into Zach, who found, uh, co-founded the, uh, the group. Um, it took a couple years. I really wanted to do the Star Wars thing, but money. Cause, uh, yeah, Stormtrooper armor's not, not cheap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't have the skills to make that. But a flight suit, it's like, okay, I love Ghostbusters. People do the Ghostbusters thing. And they do charity too. Oh, it's, it's the 501st. But Ghostbusters. Yeah. I can't that. Well, I mean, <laughs> these suits don't breathe. No, no they, do not. they don't. No, they do it's, not. It's Texas. It's yeah. some. 
Cool, buddy. I'm dying in this. <laughs> have, dude, you don't have to wear it for us, man. It's all cool. Oh, no. I'm all right. I'm all, all right. right. <laughs> Roll up the sleeves. I've been out in, in Austin summer, and it inside's not too bad. Yeah. So yeah. I've only been one place wearing my flight suit where I was actually like, wow, I'm glad this thing is warm. <laughs> so oh. it was an East Texas con, and it was like in November. And it was like, wow, I'm glad this thing's Ooh, actually warm. So. great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian Ortiz, where, uh, where, when did you, uh, become a Ghostbuster? Uh, I built, so, uh, you know, same story, everyone else, we all have built many, many things, but the first official uniform I built where I had saved up my, <laughs> I saved up my summer money from my summer job, and I <laughs> bought my first flight suit, which was in like, like 1998. And, uh, and again, that's when like the, the, the GB community websites were so minuscule, but they had like the norm plans and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started doing my first research into the type of uniforms and I bought the pistol belts and the tape holders and uh, the, all that kind of stuff and the boots. And so I had spent a lot of money, but it was like cool because I was like in junior high and I was like, Oh my God. I'm a ghostbuster and I just started crying and I was like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> and so until, and then up until then I just kind of had that uniform and I used it for Halloween and I used it, you know, just cause I wanted to be a dork and wear it around the house. Uh, and then Fair. officially, <laughs> I think like 2012 or 2011, somewhere around there, the Dallas ghostbusters had come down to Texas comic con here. And at the time I had started cosplaying for the first time I was doing a, Tenth uh, Doctor. So I was doing a lot of Tenth Doctor stuff. Nice. Okay. And then I saw this Ghostbusters table, and I just near, I almost fainted. <laughs> what? What? And huh? then they were, the, and, and to their credit, they were the nicest people I had ever met. They let me nerd out on all of their gear, which we all know if someone touches our packs, we panic. But like, they were just really cool. Just like, hey, kid, you want to put it on? And I was like, yes, Mister, please. And so you know, I put it on. <laughs> And I, that's it. I was hooked and I immediately needed to figure out faster how to bring it to life. Mm-hmm. And I did. I spent the next year, I spent like a year, almost two years collecting all the right pieces that I wanted because, you know, you get piecemeal here and there, whatever comes out on the boards and then put it together, did the con like the following year in the uniform. Dreams come true, tears crying, people loved it. Um, and then officially ghostbusting, I got to start in 2013 and that's the official one. I, I, Prior to that, I had met Zach, who was a huge influence because, you know, they had started the Austin group and he met me at another con. And of course, he let me tag along and he's, he let several other people later. We tagged along with him at the Austin conventions, other places. And he was real sweet and he kind of taught us how to do a group. We were like, Oh my God, this is a business. Well, let's figure this out. And then luckily after that in 2013, our group started. And ever since then, I would say that I've officially, I was officially a Ghostbuster with our small group in San Antonio. And so, um, that's kind of where it started. So we had a lot of help again with Austin, who was always fantastic to us and treated us with like tons of respect and was never afraid to like show us how to do something, teach us how to do something. And it was real motivational because then we came back to San Antonio. We're like, come on, we can, we can do this. We can be a big group. Let's do it. And we're like, yeah, let's do it. And we haven't stopped since then. All we've done is we've grown a little bit. Our family's grown a little bit. Our family's going to continue to grow. Um, and I've been so, I've been ghostbusting since then and I don't plan on stopping. It's the only cosplay that I have that never fails me. Good Lord. I can dress like everything else and everyone's kind of like, Oh, that's cute. But if it's a ghostbuster, <laughs> everybody's like, stop. Whoa! I need to touch photos. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do it. Yep. So 
That's all, that's my story. 2013. Oh. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, what would you say is the biggest? What is the most appealing? I know there's several things, but what's the most appealing <laughs> thing for you? And actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go ahead and go back to you, uh, uh, Brian Ortiz. What's the most appealing thing? Yeah. You know, more recently, I think uh, more than more. I mean, uh, the the main thing has always been the mo- uh, the proton pack. Like seeing a built proton pack in your home, like you have just displayed. Every day you walk in, you see it. That's kind of one of those like, yep, yep, exactly. <laughs> just like, you know, I've had I've had like delivery men like bring food and then they have to like, hey man, is that a proton pack? And I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that is it's mine. Thank you. Here's the um, here's the funny thing about that. Let me just throw this out there. Here's the funny thing yeah, I find it, about that is, I mean, we have we have them. We 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 mess with them. We know we can probably name their parts and everything else. But honestly, most people have no clue. Like you could almost throw anything together, and if it even remotely looks like a pack, they it, it's true. sold. So yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I didn't figure that out until much later. I was like, oh wow, I need to be really detailed, and you know, I was like, no, you could slap anything on there. Yeah, yeah pretty much. So all right, but it feels good when you build a really detailed one, and then like the other GB nerds are like, hey man, is that a straight leg wrist? What is that? What year is that? Is that a metal <laughs> one? And you're like, yeah, dude, it's metal it's from the 1980s. <laughs> I had to dig for it. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> nice. So, so, so little details on your packs that I love to like, you know, tinker over with somebody and stuff like that. But honestly, I think most recently the most interesting, enticing thing of all, I know this is weird, but, um, being this age, having proton packs, all of us being Ghostbusters. And as we talked about earlier, having the new movie come out has been something that I don't, don't think I'll ever experience in my whole life because Star Wars 501st, Everybody has these large franchises that get to do like tons of stuff. They have Celebration Day. They have a beautiful amount of organization. They've been doing it since the 1970s. And like when the new movie came out, it felt like all of a sudden Ghostbusters had this huge playground that we never had before with Ghost Corps actually working with franchises, sending them objects, communicating with them, bringing people out to the premiere. Like it just, I've never been a part of something that huge before. Mm -hmm. And I think more than ever, more recently, that's been one of the most appealing, interesting aspects is being a part of the movie process and being a part of the actual company itself. Cause for us, Ghostbusters is like a movie and it's a fun movie. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. And it's a, it's a dream, but being a part of the actual business itself and the franchise and the growing of the, of the actual product, I think that's been pretty pretty interesting. I've never done anything like that, especially on such a grand scale. And then being so supportive, you don't normally see that. I never. Like, it's not like Lucasfilm is always reaching out to every single member, being like, "Hey," but here we can shoot a message to Ghost Corp, and we'll probably hear back. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. That's I've really never really seen somebody do that. So more recently, for me, being a part of the larger franchise has been really really interesting. Brian Kinney? So for me, um, the biggest thing is I love tinkering and, and building stuff, and this has driven me way out of my comfort zone in building something. I mean, I've been doing it a year. My pack's not done yet. I'm learning every time I tinker with that thing. You know, I'm as Brian was saying, I know what this is. <laughs> it's a foster connector. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that. You know, nice. I've got. You know, I've got clippered valves sitting on my desk. Yes. Just random stuff like that. And I got I ended up getting a 3D printer, which I'd wanted to for a while, but never had a reason to get. So last year, 
I bought a Dremel 3D printer. I also, <laughs> it's probably my fault that Eugene has a Dremel 3D printer right now. True fact. You definitely helped me decide <laughs> nice. on that model. Okay, that's fair. And I can actually, you know, I can make. All right. Swoon. Oh. It's coming. Mine is, mine is yeah. really being painted right now. Eugene Put is that thing away. Quickly coming. Hey, I, I had to. I'm proud of that thing. It be. needs some repairs because I might have knocked it off a counter on the tile floor, which hurts real deep, real deep. Oh, um, no. But yeah, I mean, I can't wait to finish my pack. It's just kind of been in a holding pattern just because of time and and energy lately, but. That's my goal this summer is to get it done. And putting that thing on once it's done is going to be amazing. Ab- yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Rowan, what was the, what's the biggest appeal for you? You know, I think I have to, it's kind of a two-parter because, uh, I definitely agree with Brian Ortiz of like that community, uh, how it's grown and how it's been fostered. Uh, by a Sony and Ghost Corps. And I think it's probably easy to say it's one of the few communities where the license and the franchise owners, you know, Sony actually kind of acknowledge, really acknowledge, has been acknowledging like all these franchise groups and not throwing out cease and desist orders because there's groups <laughs> that are doing all these information or all these different conventions and charity work and that type of thing. Um, but I guess honestly, the most intriguing and for me at this point, you know, it's like once I, once you get down to, you know, you've built the equipment and you've, you've made this, you know, character, that even though I say character, it's still us in the uniform, but yeah. like being able to go out and being able to do that whenever I want, when I throw on this uniform, you know, it's still, it's this, this extension of me and being able to, it kind of makes me more approachable. In the, in the broader community. It's, I don't know what it is. I think it's, you know, it's kind of like what Brian was saying is like, people see a Ghostbuster and you're like, stop down the street. And they're yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like there's like a, there's like a sense of community, but also a sense of responsibility of like, of holding your, you know, kind of holding yourself up to a, a, a higher standard. And that, and that's not to say these other communities don't. That's not no, what I'm right. saying at all. So, but I think, um, being able to be involved in things that I wouldn't be involved with normally, whether that's conventions or charity work or, um, you know, even birthday parties. We did a birth, Daniel and I, uh, did a birthday party, which was a Ghostbusters themed birthday party last year. And like, just, I guess being, uh, being allowing, allowing to be involved in other people's lives that way. Um, even if it's just that something that is showing up makes, you know, the kids happy, makes the, you know, adults, uh, happy and I guess that's what intrigues me the most is that you know you could basically walk into a room and people know who you are to a point and they know what you're about and just because of the community we have built and this goes out to the whole global community at this point of like you see you know what you're getting and because of that um, we are able we are very accessible and it makes me feel good, and it may, I think that's what that like connection, that network, is what I find most intriguing at this point. Having done it, kind of been doing it on and off for this long, oh, 
Uh, Brian <laughs> Keeney, uh, is there a battle going on in there behind your... Uh, yeah, there's a key cat battle <laughs> we're, we're happening. We're watching the cats uh, yeah. do their thing. Yeah, here. I keep looking back at them. They're facing off with one another right now, and it's driving me <laughs> crazy because I can hear Let's it. Let's play some more. bets. Let's do this. <laughs> <sighs> I'm betting on the orange one. Yeah, um, I closed the map at first, and... They decided to knock on the door until I let them back in. Gotcha. Obviously. Yeah. That's what key cats do. That, that's exactly right. I get you. Uh, Lainey, what's the biggest appeal for, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, what's the biggest appeal for you? Oh man, there's so many, really, but I, I think it goes back to, I, I agree with Ron, that accessibility, people are so much quicker to approach me as a Ghostbuster. Sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's not. But for the most part, it's always, like, for me, for the most part, it's been pretty good. But I think overall, like, especially, like I said, with the new movie coming out, it was really cool for me to get involved in the community and learn how many women are involved. That was kind of cool. It is so majority men, and that's fine by me. But, like, that was kind of neat. But something about, like, I could have a hundred rude dudes come up to me and talk to me about how terrible the new movie was and this, that, and the other and talk to me like it's my fault. But if I have one... Which, unfortunately, we have had that in- encounter It before. happens to me at least like once a con. But it's whatever. But that... But honestly, I could have a hundred of those and if one little girl comes up to me and gets excited about the pack and talks to me about how she wants to be like Holtzman and learn how to build stuff and get involved in like the STEM community. It makes up for everything. The look on those little girls' faces when they see not just a Ghostbuster, but like, oh, that's a girl. Like, holy crap, I could do this too. Like that representation I feel like is so important. And to get to be a part of it at this time has just been amazing. I'm getting to live out a fantasy that I've had since I was a kid, which is awesome. I get to interact with people. I have met the coolest people in this community. Everybody's for, I mean, everybody's like striving for the same thing. It's like everybody's just trying to do a little good in the community and it's all about like fellowship with each other. I, I've loved it. I just, but that, that interaction with, with these kids is, I I love it. I cherish it. It's amazing. I just I've never left a con or anything without just like a super full heart because I've had at least three kids come up to me and get so excited that there's a real Ghostbuster right here and I can talk to her and ask her questions. It's it's amazing. And then some of the adults they get so like nostalgic and I love to hear their stories about the first time they saw the movie and I love it. It's just it's wonderful. And side note, it's let me get really, really close with Eugene, and that's been really cool. Eugene is yeah, Eugene's my brother-in-law, and spoiler alert: when he first married my sister, I was not pleased. <laughs> I'm like, who is this guy? But but it's been really fun. Like Eugene and I get to go out and do the super cool thing together, and have a ton of fun and banter whatever and banter <laughs> off of each other it has been it's been really great like just together we've met so many cool people in this community it's just nice to devote spare time to something that genuinely feels worth it, it it's awesome um to wrap that to wrap that around um I, yeah i'm i'm with y'all the like i said i've always i've, I've always wanted i've always liked working with my hands and um 
you know, wood, it, yeah, I, there's a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money that would have to go into that. Plus, you know, I really wasn't able to, I didn't feel like I could really express my geeky side with that. And then I started learning about prop making and I went for a gold star. First off, I was Seriously. like, hey, let's build a proton pack, you know, yeah. not just like, you know, a space rifle or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, that was like the first thing and I jumped into it and, yeah, the, the, the equipment and learning the equipment and building the equipment is, you know, I, as much of a headache as it is sometimes. Um, check my Instagram. You'll see what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> stupid humidity. Um, I, um, uh, I have to say, I, and we talked about this before the show. I'm an introvert and, but I'm not when I put on that flight suit. For some reason, I'm still me, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm the me I'm supposed to be. And I, it's kind of hard to say that, but it's the truth. Like, I, I don't have a problem walking up to talking to people and just like, I'm just, uh, like I said, I mean, I'm not like that much of an introvert that like, I don't like, pro, you know. He's not going to cry if you like ask him a question. Right. Yeah. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. Uh, of course, you know, I'm like, oh, hey, I'll do a podcast and do a website and go out and meet people. And it's just like, you know, uh, you know, so that has kind of pushed me a little further out there, but like literally. One of the events that we did back was Lows and Fishes in the fall or the spring. That was in the fall. That was in the fall. It was Halloween, and I was so excited. Uh, uh, Brian, Kenny, and Lainey and I did an event uh, for Ghostbusters ATX, and we went to uh, Mobile Lows and Fishes, and we got there. We weren't really sure what we were doing. We knew they were playing the movie. And they were like, oh, hey, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna have y'all out there, you know, taking pictures and, and, and doing stuff like that, you know, meet and greet with kids and everything before the show. Uh, and then we'll do the show and then y'all can hang around if you want to or whatever. And we're like, okay. And they're like, well, where are you gonna push them? Like, oh, we're gonna put you up here on the stage. Yeah. Like, you're gonna be up on the stage, and if people want to come take pictures, then they can. And I'm just like, Lainey was full steam ahead. I was ready. And I'm just like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure, why not? And like, I looked at her and I was like, even two years ago, there's, I never would have pictured this. Like, if you asked me, hey, do you want to go dress up as a Ghostbuster and go out in public events and, like, meet people and, and be really social and everything? And I would have been like, are you insane? And now I'm just like, yeah, sure, sign me up. When, when are we doing it? This weekend, next weekend? Let me know. Um, so, yeah, to me, that's the biggest appeal is, and, yeah, seeing the kids' faces. Like, when I, <laughs> I used to, I would not work at a high school, but I used to work at elementary school. And when I first finished the pack, uh, we had a dress as a superhero day. And I'm like, uh, well, Ghostbusters, that's superhero. Uh, so I it wore counts. the pack in and stuff. And what was funny was I thought for sure, because my office was down near the, the kindergarten wing, I thought for sure the kids aren't getting away. No, all the kids knew exactly what I was and loved it. And that's kind of, I really was like, ooh, this is really, really cool. Uh, yeah, so, um, Anyway, all right, so next question, moving on, uh, cause I don't want to take everyone's time too much. Oh. Um, you can get sappy, it's okay. No, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, how has this affect, how has being a Ghostbuster affected your day to day life? If it has, Lainey. Oh man, um, I'm a- She was ready. Whew, I'm a teacher by day. That's my actual, like, job. And it's kind of changed the way that I relate to my kids. Like, when I when I got my classroom full of students this year and I got to tell them that I was a Ghostbuster and show them pictures and everything, like, they immediately, like, I mean, they had 110 questions and they get so excited about it. And it's it's changed a little bit of the way that I just, like, relate to them and talk to them. You know, they were better able to be like, oh, so, like, 
she actually kind of like does cool, fun stuff. And da da da. That's how they learned their teacher was She's a huge an actual nerd. person. Yeah, they were like, "Wow, oh, our teacher's kind of a nerd, <laughs> and it's kind of great." No. I know. Um, and I actually got the opportunity too to um, I we did a science lab this year. And one of the things that my kids learned about is the different properties of matter. And Eugene and I had gotten to make ectoslime, obviously, yep. over the summer and take it with us to Geek Fest and all this kind of stuff. So I decided that we were going to make – I was going to make it. And I literally centered an entire lab about matter and made it Ghostbusters themed. I came in my uh. suit. We did the whole thing. They were right. so excited. <laughs> like, they – it was amazing, though. It was something about, like – Putting that theming on it, coming in, and I, because I went all in and brought the suit, and like re, we really, really did it up right. We put like we had a whole day. Like nice. they got so into it, they were invested in it. You know, it's it really has it's helped me better relate to them. Plus, it's just really fun to be in a conversation with somebody and just like drop like, oh, well, I'm a Ghostbuster. Like that's awesome. <laughs> yes, it that is. is so much fun. It's and when true. they're like, "What?" It's I'm true. like, "No, no, no! Let me show you." And I like show pictures. <laughs> I love doing that. That is the best. That's the absolute. You can really gauge somebody like how cool they are based on their reaction to that. Like if they think that they're like way cooler than you, like I don't have time for that. Like you can just go over there. Yeah. But if like what? We're gonna be friends. It's <laughs> By the way, now that I work closer to you, if you do that again this year, I might can help you out with that. One. <gasps> Please do. Yeah, so oh, that's the other mind. thing. I will say this: as far as day to day life, a lot of people want to borrow the pack. Girl, no, no. I've had <laughs> I've had like four different people ask me this year. I'm like, you can borrow my suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am not gonna let you carry this pack uh, unless you want to go through like a three day tutorial where I show you how to use it. I show you how to put it on and off. And I'm behind you, spotting you the whole time. It's not going to work. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Rowan, sure it. yeah, literally, Rowan and Brian. Uh, maybe we need to look into figuring out a way that we can just like cast a solid resin. I mean, it would be heavy as hell, probably. But <laughs> I mean, a solid we could resin. We look into pack. doing a stunt pack. Yeah, uh, we might have to look at doing stunt a stunt pack, pack for that. Mm-hmm. So, mental note. Hurt. Um, <laughs> oh, real quick. Noted. Noted. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. San Antonio is like, oh, yeah, that's, that's a good hmm. idea. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> uh, real quick, I just want to throw out there. Uh, we do have another buster in the, uh, in the, uh, what? Chat yeah. His name is Chris Nance. Uh, he's in California. I asked him, I was like, how did you get into it? And, um, he said about a year ago, he made the decision he just wanted to finally do it because, of course, like most of us, he, you know, wanted to do it all of his life. Uh, so he threw on, a, he basically threw together a pack. And uh, built one, went out to his first re- uh, real public appearance, was a nearby convention, and got to meet the Bear Area Ghostbusters and check out their Ecto-SF. Um, <laughs> and uh, and he said, even though it's incomplete, just walk. He said he got to go to a free comic book day, and he got, like, he was just high-fiving kids left and right. Which I love that! Oh, my God. It's so much so, fun. Good job, Chris. Um uh, you don't remember where you were, do you? I don't. Uh, tell you what, we'll go to Brian Kinney. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, how does how, how has being a Ghostbuster affected your day to day life? I mean, it it really hasn't affected it that much beyond the fact that I can drop the oh yeah, I'm a Ghostbuster um, bombshell, which is always great. Mm-hmm. Um, I work in the gaming industry, so I'm around a bunch of nerds nice. all the time. Lucky you. So I mean. Me being in this in the office is really not that odd. So. Okay, to be fair though, <laughs> you and Rowan both live in the Austin area, and like Laney and I have worn, like, you know, we've done it at a convention, we've had the suits on, we've come back to Colleen where we're at, and been like, 
let's go scare the norms and yeah, so or scare the straights <laughs> and let's go walk around somewhere and we get tons of looks. We've done that in Austin and Austin people are just like, eh. sometimes you'll get well, somebody so, who'll stick their head out the window and yell something about the, how they're not afraid of no ghost. And that's yes. great. But for the most part, it's like, or who are you going to call? But otherwise it's just like, call, yeah, you get that one. A lot. I like the and who you're you going to call. Not me. I'm on break. I'm yeah. on break. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Rowan, how has this affected your day to day life? Um, it's probably a similar, um, it does, it really doesn't, I guess. Um, you mean you don't walk out totally suited up every single morning, first thing? Uh, I wish. It was a dream of mine to be able to do that. Um, my, I currently, I do freelance as a 3D artist and video editor, but my main job right now is driving a truck. Uh, and, um, so, if I would just show up to that job in this uniform, I'd probably get a lot of weird looks, because a lot of them are 40, 50, 60 year old Dudes. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so my dad. He's like, seen it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> they kind of give me an eyebrow and be like, okay, buddy. <laughs> you oh, know, it's one of those. It's <laughs> a different time for them. Yeah. Um, but I feel like there's definitely a distinct, like when I'm out, you know, if I'm out in the Austin proper and like just bumming about, there's a little bit more of a bleed. But I guess because my day to day, yeah, there's not a whole lot of overlap. Gotcha. Uh, in the situation. What about you, Brian Ortiz? Do you, has it affected your day-to-day life at all? Uh, you know, it's funny because as we're talking, I'm trying to think about it. At first, I was going to say, like, no, not really. But then the more I thought about it, I realized, yeah, this actually does affect me more more and more often, especially in the last couple of years, uh, for, like, a couple of reasons. One, um, help manage and running the group. I'm actually constantly doing kind of work for the group. I'm either doing designs for upcoming banners for shows, I'm trying to make sure that the Facebook page has at least a couple of updates every day of something that's following the news so I can make sure that I can keep all the cool stuff going, whatever we get from Ghost Corpse and Assets to get ready to do. Uh, and then more than anything else, it's just a lot of maintaining. And so we, the Ghostbusters, doing Ghostbusters work is actually more in my life than I would have imagined, actually, because I, I have my day job, but then during my day job, I'm doing Ghostbusters. Yeah, probably shouldn't have said that. But either way, like I do, <laughs> I do Ghostbusters during during my work, and so it's kind of fun because it does. While it's a kind of a job, it also feels like, man, if I could just get paid for this, good lord, I'd be the greatest, happiest man on the planet. Yeah, no joke. And don't worry, but no one I, watches the show anyway. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> but it's, it's like it's awesome. Just, I don't, you know, yeah, I can get stressful and all that kind of blah blah stuff, as we all know. But like when I sit back, I'm like, man, what I do today. Hell, I did like eight hours of Ghostbusters work today. Good Lord. That's a lot of Ghostbuster work. And it's kind of cool to say that, you know, aside from the conventions we go to and the charity. And then you're right, just putting on the suit and just walking out. Cars will stop or like honk at you and be like, go by there. And I'm like, yeah. keep driving. It's dangerous. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Don't stop. <laughs> Don't stop. We're in the middle of the street. Please. Thank you, sir. But, uh, you know, I got to say. It does affect me more often in my days than not, and I love it. I love when I get to sneak away and do Ghostbuster designs and come up with stuff, email people, just kind of chat with group members, trying to make sure everyone's okay and happy and blah, blah, blah. So the little menial things that are Ghostbusters, I kind of enjoy more often than not, even though I can get stressed with I still love it. I'm like, ah, this is cool. I'm doing Ghostbusters paperwork. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Didn't know that was a dream. Sweet. <laughs> my day-to-day, I would say... I, you know, I do drop the thing occasionally. Hey, I'm a Ghostbuster, especially if it's something I thought, you know, I think it may be turned into something where I'm like, okay, I'm going to get to wear the suit for something. Uh, since I've become a Ghostbuster, I started getting a flood of, uh, uh, friend requests on Facebook. 
And previously, I was very kind of guarded about it. And for whatever reason, I just thought I was like, nope, screw it. I'm just going to almost like accept everyone. And of course, I've had to go in and kind of mute some people here and there. But I've actually got to meet some really cool people that way. And I'm just in it's just because of the love of this one thing. And it's been like, oh, hey, yeah. you also are into this and you also are into that. And, you know, asking questions, especially when it comes to like building stuff. It's like, you know, hey, what are you all doing about this? And so, yeah, it's it, it's been interesting. And then, of course, you know, meeting, you know, the other members of the group has been really fun so um let's see here i just had a couple more questions this is a side question and i already know brian kenny's answer on this one uh because we were talking about it after that said event um do you actually believe in ghost brian ortiz absolutely okay straight up okay straight up 100 percent. have you ever had a paranormal uh uh a supernatural experience yeah, I've had a, I had one that was very unexplainable, and it was uh, moving objects, like you know, uh, something that wasn't. And it was weird. It was a stack of quarters, like you know, we were staying in a hotel in Mexico once, and uh, you know, Mexico's haunted like crazy everywhere. And uh, so we walked out. We just went downstairs for a second to get something. We came back, and there was like a our all of our quarters were stacked on our on our nightstand. And I swear that we there's no conjoined rooms. We all left the room. Nobody came back. We were all together, and it was just—we just to this day, none of us can explain mm-hmm. why that happened. And so, um, I'm going to attribute that to the supernatural instead of a prank because I want it to be. So, right. uh, I I say yes, I 100%. I love watching ghost shows, and you know, Ghostbusters just fueled it even more. But absolutely, <laughs> yes, ghosts are totally real, and I would never want to piss one off. Absolutely, so, straight up. All right, Rowan. Uh... Do you believe in ghosts? I have to err on the side of a skeptic on that question. That's fine. Um, I guess I've never, I guess the story, I've never been much of a religious person. Um, so I guess that kind of all kind of intertwines in there. I say the closest I would be is the sense of uh, a Jedi of like, you know, there is a force and it surrounds us, right. penetrates us, binds the galaxy together. Um, of course I would love Crazy. it if. if <laughs> I would love it if it were true. Um, you know, I suppose show me the evidence would be the best policy on that. I've done some ghost hunting. Like when I first started doing the franchise thing with, with uh, it was, you know, me with the uniform and then a group of friends who just kind of played along. <laughs> we, we went to, uh, yeah, it was those times. Uh, we, we went to a, uh, a place called Gypsy's Graveyard. Which is said to have like this haunting of the graveyard, and there's like some Indian uh, gravestones type stuff, and you can like if you listen to the bottom of this particular statue, you'd hear a heartbeat, and there's cold spots and things like that. And um, you know there was that inch that was an interesting experience. I don't think we learned a whole lot. We didn't have any real equipment to like do any scans or anything. You know, I think the scariest part of the whole night was when a bunch of t- high school teenagers came drove through. And like freaked us out and started romping around the, <laughs> the around was, the graveyard, probably pissing off teenagers. anything that is there. <laughs> yeah, that was probably the scariest thing because we weren't sure what they were gonna do, and they were all they're kind of drunk, so like, Biff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah, skeptic, show me the evidence. Brian Kenny, our, our, we Laney and I already know your answer, but what uh, yeah. do you believe in ghosts? So I, I do. I, I've had a few experiences of my own. Um, 
probably the uh, the most impactful one was when I was a kid. Um, there was a house across the street that everybody always said was haunted. Um, I was home alone and was walking back to my room. So my room was right next to my parents' room at the end of a long hallway. So I'm at the end of the hallway looking down into my parents' room, and I see somebody in my mom that I think was my mom. Given I'm probably nine or ten at this point. Um, and then it clicks a minute later, like, wait, nobody's here. Who is that? <sighs> so I run, duck into my room, <sighs> and then I'm like, nope, nope, nope. I think I hid in my closet at that point for like oh, an hour. No. Oh, no. You were cornered! No! Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't care. The door was closed. I'm like, nope. It's, it's, uh, it's a whole lot of here. nope. <laughs> exactly. This is my space. <laughs> Oh, it was, it was the stereotypical lady in white, which I, I don't know if that was my mind playing tricks on me or what, but I've had other experiences since, so I'm a little more inclined to believe it. Um, I've had experiences at the uh, the USS Lexington, um, which is a very haunted That's, location. Yes. Super haunted. Good yeah. Extremely haunted. Yeah. Super haunted. Um, beyond just feelings, um, I'm a little sensitive to that, um, cause I'm an empath. I, I pick up on other people's feelings very easily. Um, but I've also seen, I did see an apparition there, which is one of the, the ones that people do report being there. It's a guy who people think is a tour guide. He's not. Um, he's, <laughs> he's an apparition, uh, that is, a a sailor, um, in full form. Yeah, basically. It's, 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 but yeah, that was, that was an experience. They do, they do haunted tours there, uh, during the Halloween season, which I'd love to do, cause getting into that ship at night. Ooh, girl. (laughs) While it sounds awesome, I don't know about that. (laughs) Yeah, there's a, there's a certain threshold you're like, this sounds awesome, and then you get there and you're like, "Mm, just take your pack with you, like, just to be safe. So, Lainey, uh, we actually, were you on the episode? I was on that episode. We actually did an episode. By the way, go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. Uh, It was a really good episode. It was a really good episode, but we talked about it. And, yeah, Lainey has never had anything happen, but she... Not to me personally. It has happened to multiple people in my family. Right. I'm kind of like Rowan on this. I'm very, very skeptical, but I might be one of the most skeptical believers in ghosts. Like, truly, like, there's a lot of, like, really stupid stories about, like, hauntings and stuff. Mm -hmm. I need, if it's something that I can look at it and easily explain it, whatever. The town that I went to college in, there was, like, some story about, like, oh, this gravestone is haunted and did a look at the changes that have happened to the thing. I was like, that's oxidation. That's not a thing. Nice try. (laughs) So, but... Um, like I said, a lot of weird paranormal happenings have happened to people in my family. My sister's had an experience in an old house in her hometown. Um, we have a lot of things with like spirits of dead family members, like coming to us in dreams. Like we seem to, for whatever reason, have a weird like communication line with the dead. It's very weird and strange. Which so. is why I married into the family. Yeah. <laughs> Great for Eugene, right? Yeah. It's more so like my grandmother and my mother and my and Christy too. But I get like little hints of it. Not not quite as clearly as they do. They'll have like full on messages from loved ones. 
I don't get that. I usually get like a little nudge, just a little like, how you doing, honey? You okay? Everything good? That's more, it's more like that for me. So, but yeah, I do. I definitely believe in ghosts, but it better be like a damn good ghost story. So I like to watch like all the like stories, like, oh God, like there used to be a really, really good one on the History Channel that was narrated by the super creepy guy. Oh, I loved it, but I watched a lot of those. I'm really, really into it. I like going on haunted tours. Like my dream vacation is to go to New Orleans and just like tour the city at night every night. Yeah, I think I would do that with you. Oh my god. Well, I don't know. Fun. As long as we have a knife or a gun or something. Oh. For a ghost? (laughs) Uh, For the other things you find in New Orleans at night. (laughs) Oh, right. (laughs) I'm not so much worried about a ghost. That's exactly what Francis Show Parker said. He goes, oh, maybe we go armed. Yeah, maybe we go armed. Yeah. And I'm not talking a proton pack. Yeah. Um, like I'm fine. <laughs> and then, of course, yes, I, like I said, go back and listen to the episode. I've had an instance. I worked at a movie theater that was haunted. Oh and my God. there were several yeah. things that happened there. I won't go into it here. Like I said, go back and listen to the episode. Uh, but yeah, it was kind of a, a theory that we had. Uh, we, we were, we, after that one show, we got to talking about it. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if the majority of the people in the Ghostbusters community, like, at least believe or at least skeptical of it. And so far, everyone I've talked to is either either skeptic or or believe I've yet to run across anyone that's just, you know the hardcore no absolutely not now yeah so uh just kind of a theory I was running with so all right uh that being said that's pretty much where I'm gonna wrap it up uh we're at the ten o'clock mark so uh, we're gonna move on to our picks and pans what do you want like to go first I'll do it all right what do you have your all right. pick or a pan or both pick what you got I Wonder Woman again oh my again God, you guys. You guys, I saw it. I've seen it twice now. I'm probably going to go again this week. My life is different now. When? When? I might go in Huntsville. Oh. Sorry. Fine. I won't go see it with you. I'm sorry. Well, if I go see it again here, I guarantee you I'm going to see it at least three more times. So I'll let you know. Okay. But, oh my God, you guys, seriously though, like I went and I saw it. I told Eugene I didn't take anybody with me the first time. Because I told him, I was like, I know I'm going to have a very emotional experience, and so I want to go <laughs> I'm really glad I did. I did. I cried from, like, the second it started until it ended. So, um, but I went and saw it again with Eugene on Father's Day. Oh. And, oh, my God. Guys, I just, like, I can't. It may be my pick next week. It may be my pick the week after that. I'm oh, just, Lord. I'm still living off the Wonder Woman high. I'm so happy. <laughs> like, you have no idea. I'm going to go ahead and jump in here with my pick because of just the timing for the show and everything. Yeah, that's going to be my pick, too. Um, if you have, seriously, though, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It is, it is really well done. Um, I don't know where you guys came down on, um, um, Man of Steel or Batman versus Superman, but, um, at this point, like, as far as I'm concerned, this is the beginning of the DC like universe like yeah, this is like, it this is this is the first one did it. these can be previewed you know yeah. the other ones can be you know whatever they finally like really really did it like they got this one very 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 right yeah if they uh yeah oh, if, God. if you haven't gone if you haven't gone to see wonder woman yet go see it it's definitely it it's definitely worth literally the everything i laughed i cried <laughs> great battle scene it moved me okay that's gonna be a quote on the on the poster. I'll, I'll just it, I told Eugene too. I was like, I literally went and saw it, and the next day I ran the fastest mile I've run since I started. Were you listening to the soundtrack? Maybe. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Rowan, do you have a pick or pan or both for the? Um, I'm gonna do a pick here real quick. Um, and it's not Ghostbusters related. Oh, um, that's okay. Blasphemy. <laughs> is it when I hear of things that are good that are recommend? To recommend the first thing I picked up recently is an anime animation called Transformers Prime. 
Uh, Netflix, the crap out of this thing. You can find it on Netflix. And you can... Basically, it's it's a animated series. Uh, I think it's coming out around when the second or third movie came out. And it's got a very good character development. Uh, it's animated really well. You got uh, Frank Weller in there as Megatron and Peter Cullen Prime. And you got, like, Steve Bloom as Starscream. And uh, it's just oh, done really well wow. with very good characters. And... Eugene's definitely playing um, this right now, by the way. I think I've watched part of it because I can't remember what the name of the one was that my boys started watching it, and I was like, ooh, this was actually pretty good. Right. Um, on that note, I do have to skip out a little early. Um, oh, that's cool, I dude. Got, so uh, enjoy talking to everybody, and I will catch you on the other side. Awesome, dude. Talk to you later, man. <laughs> Bye, Rowan. Later. Uh, Brian Kenny, do you have a picker pan for the week? So I do. Um, just like you were mentioning earlier, that you kind of you end up wandering the toy into Toys R Us and going down the toy aisles and taking a look. Uh, Playmobil just put out their Ghostbusters line. Oh, man. So I don't have any money and I need these. Eugene's very I sad. I can't do that. Oh god. So it's been sitting back behind me here on the shelf. Uh huh. I thought that was the one. That's it right oh there. Oh my god, they look so good. Um, I picked up the Ecto-1 as well. That's still in the box. I haven't opened that up yet. Oh, do it now! No. <laughs> we won't I mean, extend the show. I'll go get it. No, no, no. You don't have to. But, yeah, it's like, I since my, my old Kenner Ecto-1 was in such rough shape, I needed a, a new one, and it seems to be about the same size. Mm-hmm. So that's gonna kind of go in the in the spot of my old Kenner. Nice, and uh, go on display in one of my display cabinets. I'll be honest with you; I would love to have the entire the entire set because, like I said, I never had the go. I never had the um uh the uh the real Ghostbusters firehouse. I had the guys, and I had Ecto One. Um, and I'm just like, wow, the the firehouse is only seventy dollars. Yeah. That's insane. And the fact that the really, yeah. Ecto One is only forty dollars. Because I mean, you know, when they came out with the the versions on Lego, I was like, ooh, I have to get ooh seventy dollars. That's ooh, that's a little much. But forty dollars, I think I could swing. So yeah. Did anybody buy the? Because no one ever talks about it. I have it. It's always next to me because I actually love it. Did anyone ever buy the Ectomobile from the Extreme Ghostbusters? See, I didn't have that one. I didn't either. Yeah, that's the one I have. I always have that one displayed in my house just because it's actually the design and the shape of it was like really. Hold on, it's a really solid design. I'm always impressed as heck. Oh, wow! Yeah, like, it is. Yeah, they did a solid, solid toy with this thing, and it's sad because it's. I know it's a show that not many people remember or watch too often, but the toy line, like the Ecto and stuff like that, probably some of the best Ectos I've seen. It was just really built rugged. Doors open, lights up, sounds, all kinds of stuff. It was really, really cool for a toy. Yeah. Yeah, between trying to get the, uh, the di- I, like I said, I'm six characters behind on the Diamond Select, and then I've got freaking, you know, the, the Playmobil ones have come out that I'd love to get in, and play with my boys. Um, and then on top of that, I recently got a Nintendo Switch, and I've been playing Legend of Zelda, mm. and I've recently discovered Amiibos, and I'm just like, I don't oh. have any money. <laughs> oh, so, no. Goodbye money. Yes, goodbye money. <laughs> Damn you, Nintendo. And Ghostbusters. Um, Alright, Brian Ortiz, uh, do you have a pick or pan for us? I have a pick, uh, a little non-Ghostbusters related, but it's because I've been in the hype train of it for like the last several months. 
Uh, something I used to watch when I was a kid but didn't see everything or didn't quite understand it. It wasn't until recently that I picked it up. But I'm watching the entire 11 seasons of Cheers. Really? <laughs> yes. I loved Cheers. I It's so cool to be like older now mm-hmm. and then have this stuff and then watch it and just really understand it as opposed to when you know a kid and parents are watching it or whatever. So yeah. I, I've been watching. I'm on season eight right now. And, uh, I got all excited cause like a couple of them came to Alamo City Comic Con this week, this year. And so I just, I just got super hyped for it. Oh, nice. I think I was the only idiot dressed in like a cliff cosplay walking around with like <laughs> nice. a beer nice. and, and so I was the only one. And it was nice that people recognized. So I was appreciative of that. But uh, yeah, cheers. It's such a, it's every eight seasons, every episode, solid, funny, amazing cast dynamic, great comedy. Fun drama and 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 everyone is just perfectly balanced chemistry wise to do things and it's so well written. So if you haven't seen it in a long time or you're curious about it for the first time, it's on Netflix. They just put the entire series on Netflix. Oh, no. It's worth just jumping into and just laughing, laughing, laughing. And you get to see a bunch of people who would later go on to be ridiculously famous. You know what I'm saying? Aside oh, yeah. from like the obvious people and the cast, like a bunch of supporting characters just showed up and I was like, oh my goodness. So 100% worth checking out. That's my pick. Cheers, the TV show. Well, hell, just watching Cheers, just watching uh, Woody Harrelson then, and then like flash forward and like oh maybe my watching him like The Hunger Games or something. It's just like, yeah. dude, he grew up <laughs> and got hardcore. Woody got real hardcore. Yeah, Woody got real hardcore. Just real, real quick, hardcore. I have to ask this. Um, I enjoyed the I enjoyed the TV series all the way through. Did, have you you've seen the 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 finale episode, right? Did you? Did you do you think it was a good finale for the for the show? Of Cheers? Yeah. When I first saw it at the time, I was again I was young, right? So I was real tearful. To me it was just like, oh my god. So it just kinda like I was like a kid when it came out like in what, the nineties? Early nineties? Late eighties yeah. to mid eighties, early nineties. Y'all think I talk fast. Yeah. Your your Skype kind of messed up for a second. <laughs> like it slowed you down. We were all waiting for you to talk, and all of a sudden it just went. Yeah, it was like, like you so took the biggest of... pause. Like you were really thinking about your answer, and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, geez, I thought I talked fast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was right. awesome. It's all, it's all good. No, I was just saying that it's, it's been a while since I've seen it, but I do remember when I when I did see it, it was, it was just real cheerful for me at least at that time when I saw I, it. Um, maybe I'll be older now and be like, ah, eh, I don't know. I, see, I thought it was. I mean, I haven't watched it in, in forever, but I thought the the no series cares. finale was. No, I thought the series series finale was really like because you know sometimes you watch a show and you watch the series finale and you're just like, eh, that was yeah, it. yeah. This yeah, one yeah. I thought yeah. wrapped everything up, and I was like, okay, lost. That's an art. Uh, yeah, yeah. Never so. watched it. Is it weird that the theme song for Cheers? I think I'm like conditioned, like Pavlov's dog. It Everyone puts is. me to sleep. Oh, what? Because oh, well, I was like, because it would come on late. It and, came yep. on late, and I was having to go to bed. So whenever I hear it, like I swear to God, like I'm like, oh, good night. Like I'm I gonna just, test this theory the next time I go on a road trip or something with Lainey. I'm gonna put I it on and just watch her yawning. pass out. I will start yawning. That's I really will. That's better than than hearing the song and then me be like, oh, I need to go drink hard right now. Like <laughs> that's so you're probably <laughs> <in> better. <sighs> Buddy. I just want to drink a beer, chill with some friends, and watch Cheers. That's what it makes me want to do. Absolutely. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been our show for the week. Uh, just a quick reminder, uh, GeekFest is coming up October, I'm sorry, August 18th to the 20th. You will see Laney and I there. Uh, we'll be, uh, uh, there with the, uh, booth for, uh, the Epically Geeky, uh, website. Uh, should have, sorry, should be there to live streaming as well. Um, if you would please give us a five star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, and, uh, Google Play. It really does help out. Uh, let everyone else know, you know, that you watch the show, where to find it. Uh, you know, all those extra views do help out. Kind of, you know, reinforces, hey, it's worth our time. Yes. Uh, even though, you know, even though it's pretty much just an excuse to get together and talk with our geeky Whatever. stuff with our friends. Every week, so. We're hilarious. Um, also check out some of the other episodes on our, uh, network. We've got the Marginally Geeky Show. We're going to be recording hopefully this week, maybe next week about our next book, uh, that you did not read because you didn't want to read it. No, because it's too real. <laughs> uh, we're doing. Because I'm living it right now. Oh lord, we're doing The Handmaid's Tale. Um, and you're ah, not living that's that. That's why I'm training um, so hard. So when it comes true. Oh jeez. Uh, and then we just dropped an episode of the Epic Rhythm and Brews. Uh, crap. What were y'all talking? Oh, uh, we instrumentals. Talk- yeah, favorite. we talked about favorite instrumentals and went on and on and on about Celine Dion for no reason. It was pretty funny. You can check it, out. it was funny. Um, game rambling. I'm not sure if Cyrus has a new episode coming up here pretty quick. Uh, we'll see. Get on, um, Cyrus. And then I should hopefully have a new episode of Epically Geeky Makers out this week. We shall see. Um, you can find the website at epicallygeeky.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at uh, Epically Geeky. Where can we find you on the internet, Lainey? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's a Lainey Bird. You can also find me over, like Eugene said, on Epic Rhythm and Brews. And we have launched our Epic Rhythm and Brews Spotify. So if you guys want to check that out, it's just all one word, Epic Rhythm and Brews. You can see some of the playlists from the shows. It's pretty cool. So we're really excited about it. Give us some feedback on that. Let us know what you think. Good deal. Uh, Brian Kenny, where can we find you on the internet? I'm Brian Kenny on Facebook. You can also find me at at Circius, S-E-R-C-I-U-S 8-5 on Instagram. Uh, mostly what I'm putting up on there is my props. Um, as well, you can find us uh, Ghostbusters ATX on Facebook. We're at GhostbustersATXblog.wordpress.com as well. Nice. Uh, and Brian Ortiz, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me online on Facebook at Brian Ortiz, the director. I'm a director and filmmaker uh, is my other side of my life. So you can find me there most times. You can find me at Ghostbusters, S-A-T-X, San Antonio, on Facebook also. Uh, and then you can probably find me on Twitter every now and then and Instagram as well. So I'm on there as Dr. Nerd, so come and find me. Not Dr. Nerd. That's a good handle, handle, sir. Well done. Thank you. (laughs) And as always, you can find my individual wacky adventure online at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 